Hey Chacha Nation. Hi Chacha Nation. Hi Chacha Nation. Yes, so Chacha Nation. This is Chow Chow Music Review Podcast. And based on logistics, we go to amplify the African sound by bringing the best of African music into the Nigeria. Yes. Yeah. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and members of the Chacha Nation. My name is Afis Tonova, aka your musical plug, creator of the Energy Force. I welcome you all to your award-winning podcast, Chacha Music Review Podcast. And on today's episode of the Chacha Spotlight series, I have an amazing fast rising artist in the compound with me and together we will be talking about his musical journey so without wasting much of your time let me allow this artist to introduce himself hello church nation my name is the odd felix i'm a rapper i'm a spoken word poet and recently i became a singer too with so much autotune i just got my first ep out the odd for president and should totally check it out I'm still quite new around here, still trying to still trying to get some things done, still trying to find my way out, still unsigned, still independent. So that's me basically. Okay. Um, welcome to the podcast. Before we, you know, get into your musical journey and all of that, let's start with the name, please. Why tell us about like is that your real name and is that your state name and how you came about the whole name in general? Okay, so first of all, I've been looking forward to being on this podcast. So before I talk about that, let me thank Apistonova for having me here. I've been looking forward to it like for so long. Since, I think since last year. And so this is like one year later. So that's a reminder that dreams come true, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, dreams so come true. The name Odd Felix. It just came out from nowhere. The origin is really weird. So one day I got, I just joined WhatsApp here. Yeah? And um, I, I needed a display name. And the first thing that could come to my mind was odd. So initially, I wanted to change the display name, and I just added Felix to it. That's basically the history of the whole name. There's nothing deep about it. There's no, there's no strong reason behind it. There's no. I just needed a display name, and odd came, and I put it there on WhatsApp. And then later, I wanted to change the display name, and I added Felix to it. Felix is my real name, so it became odd Felix. I only stylized it by making the O small and the F capital. That was all I did. So that's how the name came and it just stuck. Okay. Um, all right, now let's um, let's start with your musical journey. Take us through the genesis of how, you know, music started for you. I always liked music here, yeah, especially rap music. So I started rapping at the age of nine. Yeah, I was in primary six then and we had this English textbook. I can't remember the exact name of the textbook. But I know it had an it had an introduction to rap in it. So um, we had this um, basic, simple rhyme that was in the textbook. When you have nothing to do and nowhere to go, call up some friends and put up a show. Rap in this cool sort of poetry expression. Get together with your friends. Forget the aggression. Pick up the mic and take the crowd faster. You are the MC. Show them what the master. I can remember this because those were like the first rap verses I could perform by myself they were they were easy they were simple they made me feel like i could write my own because of how simple and easy they were so i, I used they, they, there was the two packs and everybody would listen to but when this primary six textbook introduced me to rap it felt like a whole new interesting thing entirely yeah? the two rap verses that were written in the textbook i could i could perform them beginning to end and it made me feel like 
a badass rapper already. My first rap verses were actually patterned after these rap verses in the textbook and written very similar to them because well, my mind wasn't that broad to explore so many things at that point. So I just had to do what I could do. And then that was how my rap was until I began to listen to other rappers talking about MI, talking about Lil Wayne, talking about Lil Wayne especially because he was like, he was like my, to me, he was the rap god then to me. I, I still think he's one of the, I still think he's my, when I say biggest rapper of all time, I'll give it to Lil Wayne, unlike everybody, I'll give it to Eminem. I still think Lil Wayne is my rap god, yeah. I could rap make it rain from beginning to end. All the verses from T.I., Twister, Lil Wayne, Fat Joe, Rick Ross. So I was, I loved rap music. I was heavy into rap music. I could listen to rap music from morning till night. I tried to write some rap verses, some were work, I trashed them, some were good. I loved them after a while, they became trash. I trashed them too again. So it was like a really beautiful thing for me. In secondary school then, my friends just asked me to rap for them, yeah? So we'd be in the class and there would not be a teacher in the class and you see different groups of people asking me, come on, rap for me, rap for me, rap for me. And usually I'll just like take one random verse from one song and just spit for them. Usually I prepared songs that they didn't know. So it had this special feeling to it, you know, so it feels like it's something new to them, something something they don't hear every time. So that was how it was for me through secondary school. Point I had to switch secondary schools and that part of me just died because I wasn't ready to be that again in this new school. And eventually I left school. I left secondary school where I graduated. I didn't drop out. <laughs> I joined a spoken word collective, J19. I joined J19 in 2013. And up until 2021, I had not performed any rap verse. Yeah, so that's um, about eight years of, <laughs> of not performing any rap verse. But well, I wasn't a big artist. I was still a small child, so it doesn't really matter, Sha. Okay, so when you say when you say you didn't perform any rap verse, does that mean that like you didn't get to rap, you didn't get to write any rap, or maybe you wrote but you were not just you know rapping or freestyling for people, or you just completely stayed away from rap and you were just focused on you know spoken words? I only performed rap in my bedroom to myself for myself. Yeah, but on stage I didn't do anything related to rap. As a matter of fact, a lot of people that did not know me before then which are really a lot, thought I was just a spoken word artist, yeah? So I'll just, I'll just make a reference to something. So recently, I sent, I sent recorded works to a producer to mix and master for me, yeah? And he collected the works and I left. And then I'm at home when the guy calls me. And this is like um, just last month, September. And the guy calls me and he's like, you rap? And I'm like, yes, I rap. It's like, oh, when I send that stuff, it's a spoken word. And this means that I've been rapping for how many years? So, like, a lot of people think I'm just a spoken word artist. I'm just a spoken word artist because when I began to get on stages, okay, I, I used to be in Calabar then, and I got quite popular in Calabar as a spoken word artist. So, I had, I had, I had been on really big stages as a spoken word artist. I had been on. So, when Odd Felix comes to people's name, all they know is a spoken word artist. So, so I, I had not performed any rap. The, the first time I performed rap on stage was last year at 25 years listening party. That was the first time I, I remember performing a rap verse on stage. And since then, there's been rap, 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 and spoken word in between sometimes. But a lot of people still know me as a rap artist. 
as, as a spoken word artist, I mean. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Just like your name, your story is a bit odd, you know, because the thing is, a lot of people that I speak to, a lot of fast rising artists that I speak to, it's either, oh, I was in a choir and I got inspired, or, oh, I grew up in a very, very musical family. My dad loves music. I was introduced by one of my elder brothers. You know, that's like the typical story you hear when they talk about, you know, their musical journey. But to hear you say it was from a book in school, I'm like, okay, this is way different. Like, this is totally different. And I think that makes it quite, you know, interesting and all of that. But now you've spoken about how, you know, you left rap at some point and you started doing spoken word and then you decided to go back into rap. Now, so the question or the thing I want to understand is, at what point did you now say, okay, you know what, I want to become, you know, a rapper? Like, what was that thing that finally led you to this genre of, oh, let me go back into rapping? And when you were going back into rapping, did you go back to it with the sense of, this is what I want to take as my career? Or you just went back as, now what I probably do before, so make I just go back, go rap, make you know, like, say, thing would die for my body. Or you took it like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to now become a rapper and I want people to know that this is what I'm doing, you know, as a career. Okay, so when I was doing spoken word, I was ready to take spoken word as a career, like do spoken word for the rest of my life. And I'm not changing that. I'm still going to be a spoken word artist for the rest of my life. But the way I want to be a spoken word artist for the rest of my life is also the same way I want to be a rapper for the rest of my life. Yeah? So, um, I'm going to put out spoken word pieces. I'm going to put out rap pieces. I'm going to do spoken word albums and EPs. I'm going to do rap albums and EPs. Yeah, so it's going to be like, I'm going to be like an artist that does two things. I don't know if I could say something like what Drake does, but I don't really, I want to say Drake does both R&B and rap, but I think he mixes both at the same time, not separately. So I, I want to be a rapper as much as I want to be a spoken word artist. Right now, I think... I'm more um, interested in making rap music. Recently, I tried to write a couple of spoken word pieces and I just couldn't, I just couldn't pull some poems that I'm proud of, yeah? So I feel like maybe this is, this is a rap piece for me. So I want to take rap as a career. I want to do rap for the rest of my life. But if right now what works for me better is rap, then let me focus on it more and keep spoken word in one corner until I think I'm in a good state of mind to continue doing spoken word pieces. Yeah, so I'm coming into rappers. Yeah, this is supposed to be a career. This is supposed to be my life. This is supposed to be what I do. But I'm also not kicking spoken word aside completely. Don't you feel some sort of, um, you know, should I say, misconfused identity or, you know, a bit of confusion? Because like you rightly said, you want to do spoken word is already a career for you, quite all right. And you also trying to make rap you know a career for you at the same time and you still want to put out you know spoken word ep spoken word albums rap albums and all of that now i'm saying in the long run don't you feel or has it ever crossed your mind like people might get confused as that who odd fellas is is he a rapper or is he a spoken word artist i mean like you rightly said you sent a song to a producer and he was asking you, oh, so you rap? I thought it was a spoken word. Now, don't you feel like the fans might also get confused in the letter on? Is there some sort of plan in the future to say, okay, you know what? 
when it comes to spoken word, I'm going to change my name from Odd Felix to Even Felix. And when it's rap, I'm going to stick with Odd Felix. Or you just want to, you know, carry on. Okay, um, the there are no such plans in the future. There are no such plans in the future. I, I'm going to be Odd Felix as both of them. I feel like the fans will get used to it eventually. They will learn to get used to it eventually. If it's not something that they are used to, if it's not something that they do, then let me be the one that make them do it right <laughs> okay um back to back to i mean because again like i said i find your i find your background story very interesting you know because of how you said you started rapping so i mean yes quite all right you fell in love with rapping when you were in school and book and you did rap you know in secondary school where they will call you and you rap for them and at some point you switch school and you didn't rap anymore so but my question is this now when you were in that primary school learning rap and even in secondary school learning rap did you know that okay you know what when i grow up i want to become a rapper you know because we always have oh when i grow up i want to become you know a dentist or a this so at what point did that you know that decision of where i grow up i want to become a rapper like a commercial when i say commercial i know like you know maybe commercialize your rap or something but i'm saying like you know i want to take this rap as a career this is what will end me you know the bag and all of that and what was your parental you know support or reaction to you going into music? Okay, so in secondary school, I wanted to be a doctor. I really, really wanted to be a doctor. But I also wanted to be a rapper. I didn't know how I was going to balance that. But I knew I wanted this thing, right? So um, I finished secondary school and I was trying to get admission into the university. So we had this event in church then. So my parents, spoken word and rap are the same thing to them. <laughs> We had this um, youth event interested in doing a, I called it a presentation. I just did the presentation and they were like, okay, no, I'll come around, do, do your thing. And so I came around and I performed the spoken word piece. Um, it was Why I Hate Religion But Love Jesus by Jefferson Betke. I performed that. This was in 2013, yeah. And um, interesting. And the church loved it. The audience reaction was really, really sick. So, my father enjoyed that audience reaction. My dad was the pastor of the church. He liked that audience reaction. So I think that's why he began to encourage me to do more spoken word performances in church more. And I began to do more of them. You know, sometimes we'll have, um, we'll have visitors in the church and I'll do really beautiful spoken word pieces, none written by me, of course. And they'd love them. And I, I, I think it brought pride to my father. So he was cool with me being a spoken word artist. Initially, he thought my, my plans, my dream to be a rapper was just one thing like that. But maybe it's because he felt it brought him pride. I don't know the exact reason, but all of a sudden, one day, he just embraced it. Yeah, and um, I've, had, I've had special sets that I invited him for. When um, my, my mixtape was featured on Festival Poetry Calabar, in 2019, 2019 year or 2020, one of those years, when my EP was featured as the when my mixtape was featured as a featured album for the festival, my dad came around to watch the performances I did during my segment. So he's he's quite supportive, he's quite present, he's quite available to show that okay, yeah, this rap thing you are doing, this spoken word thing you are doing, you are doing quite well at it, and I'm not fighting you for it. So there's that. So my dreams of being a doctor died because of jam, of course. I ended up going to the university to study accounting. 
I didn't finish my third year. I dropped out. And since then, it has been spoken word, rap. Um, let's, before we go into, um, you know, the rap and the music itself, before we get into your music itself, as a rapper, not as a spoken word artist now, but as a rapper, what would you say has been your biggest challenges so far? My biggest challenge so far mm, has been, um, I think it's money, first of all. You need money to make things happen. And I'm not the richest person in this area. So, yeah, there's that. I've been trying to set up a home studio, like a proper, proper home studio, not on a budget studio. And I've not really, really been able to achieve that yet. I've been... Um, there are so many things I'm, I think I'm supposed to be working on right now that I'm not doing because there's that um, money factor. So usually I have like, I, I have a budget for my music here. So every month as I make money, I keep a certain part to do something musically. Every month I keep it, no matter how little it is, I try to, even if it's 1,000 naira, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, I try to keep something aside because I'm an artist and because being an artist requires money. Yeah, so I'm that serious about being an artist, yeah. But I think if I have more money, I'll do more. Yeah. I'm sure if I have more money, I'll do more. Then there's also, um, I have a really messed up mind. I mix, so many things are mixed up in my mind. And uh, sometimes I, I just fear that I might be using someone's tune. And I get really uncomfortable with that. That slows down my process a lot. And my mind has so much control over my body. I've not been able to. <laughs> so that slows down my creation process a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But outside of that, I don't really think um, I will call every other thing that happens challenges. I think I'll just call them things that happen on the basis. How interested are people in rap music? How um, how far does rap music do in where I'm from, in where I live, in my country? I won't call all those challenges. I'll just call them factors that are out there. But my major challenges are going to be how my mind works and how much money I make. Now, let's get let's get into the music and let's, you know, get into the rap. Um, I know you already spoke about the first set of rap you wrote, which was, you know, in line with, you know, what you learned, um, you know, from, um, you know, the primary school book and all of that. But let's talk about your first actual rapping recording that, okay, you got into the studio and you decided to, you know, lay down some bars. Take us through that experience. What was it like for you? So, um, working on an EP, right? So it was supposed to be last year. Um, I said to travel to Kaduna to record the EP of all places. <laughs> when I got there, I passed the night at Drumstick's house. Some point in the middle of the night, I think around 12, 11 o'clock, this guy wakes me up and says, we're going to the studio. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> 11 o'clock, we go to the studio. We can't find we can't find a bike or something to take us to the studio. So we walk to the studio at night, eleven o'clock, and we get there. We begin to record. I had my instrumentals. He made the instrumentals by the way. I had everything ready, so we just um, imported them into the laptop, put them in the in the software we're using, and I just jumps right in. I don't know. Drumsticks has this really really weird way of working that's different from other producers I've worked with. I don't know. He, it's like he doesn't have time for any other thing outside of recording music. <laughs> so, you know, there are, these, there are some producers that maybe when you come to record, they'll try to like first have small chats with you, maybe play some of their old works, maybe try to... Drumstick just jumps right in. Like, it's, it's, very, it's very weird. And 
and interesting at the same time. So we just got to the studio and I was expecting John to just do something, you know, like maybe just just prepare me for it, just do something. And then he just gets to the to the laptop, um, sets up things I don't understand, and then it's like, Yeah, come and rap. And I'm coming, I'm like, are we doing a test or something? And it's like, just do your song. And I'm like, oh wow. That was I recorded I in that moment, like as he just told me, come and rap, come and do your thing, come and do your song. I just recorded I. And I has come to become my favorite song by myself. I don't know. I, 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 I felt comfortable around him. And I don't know, his weird way of working just, just worked for me somehow. Because I don't know why I should be any, any other thing else there in that moment. Apart from just doing what I came there for. And it worked for me, yeah. And um, his drumstick is quite um, patient. Like, I know I, I like to retake... I like to retake things when I do them, yeah? So I'm like, okay, let's go again. Sorry, let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Most places I worked with get pissed at a point. They're like, <laughs> but Dropsix is quite patient, yeah? So we'll retake and retake and retake and retake and retake and it's just, yeah. So it was easy for me, you know? I think Dropsix made it easy to a large extent. It didn't make it look complicated. It just made it look like, no be rap, no drum, yeah? So I enjoyed it, yeah? Initially, I didn't release I didn't release the EP anymore because I was trying to get on some playlists. So I tried releasing everything as singles instead. But yeah, here we are. Eventually, when I finally released my EP, I had to use some of the works from there. Um, now let's talk about your, you know, creation process. I know you've spoken about your mind and all of that, but you know, as a rapper, there are times whereby we don't even need a beat, you know, to rap. Most times, you know, what we do is freestyle. And, um, you know, we begin to pull rhymes together and we begin to freestyle. So before we know it, you know, we already have like maybe a certain idea of how the flows want to go in our head before we hear the beat. So are you one of those that you create your flows in your head before listening to the beat or you make your flows around the beat or how? Just take us through your creation process when you're about to write a song. What inspires you and what gets you motivated to go into the booth, you know, and drop some bars? Okay, so most times I write my songs without an instrumental. And then the instrumentals are made from what I've written. They are made to follow exactly what I've written. That happened with I. That happened with Once For Me. That happened with 25 Years. That happened with 26 Years. That, most times I just write. And when I'm done writing, I call whoever is making the instrumentals and maybe send them a voice note of it. Maybe call them to like watch me. I form it or something like that. So they, I'm making an instrument that, that fits exactly what I want. Sometimes I might end up tweaking a part of it if a part of the instrument, if I feel like a part of the instrumentals requires that to make the song a better song, I might end up tweaking a part of it. But most times I just write them first. Like right now, I have a lot of written songs, not a lot of, just about six. <laughs> I have a lot of written songs that are not yet recorded. So they are literally just there. No instrumentals yet. I don't even know how the instrumentals will sound. But I know that the instrumentals are supposed to fit what I've written. Yeah. What inspires me to write? Mm. Initially, when I did spoken word, when I started um, doing this spoken word rap thing, I thought I was going to do rap music that made the world a better place. Rap music that spoke to people about the things they do, about the things they shouldn't do. I thought I was going to do rap music that... I don't know, was quote-unquote positive, yeah. But eventually, I just, um, 
I just thought, I don't know, I shouldn't box myself in like that. I should just, I should just talk about things that interest me, things I want to talk about. I should talk about things I wish I could do, things I wish I had, things that are happening to me in real life, like experiences. And so that tends to be the focus of what I rap. Also, I, I, I like to infuse different things I come across into my rap, like different styles, different um different styles, different patterns, different different things. Yeah, I just try to throw them in and see how it works out. I know I've explored quite a couple of genres. I know I've explored um I've explored a bit of trap, I've explored a bit of meme rap, I've explored a bit of um as a matter of fact, I'm 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 even working on a religious themed rap song right now so i just like to explore all of these things yeah so do i love jesus yes okay let's do a rap song about jesus do i love my family yes okay let's try that one do i love my girlfriend why not okay let's do that that drop out of school yes okay let's touch that so just the things around me the things that that i think are part of my life things that i think i have i have good experience on to to make art about i like to explore them so i don't necessarily have one focus but I just, I just like to explore. I just like to explore. So that's how my creative process works. Like, also, I'm, I'm also, I'm also particular about my tunes and all of that. I like them to be original. So most times, I try to create original tunes and then end up doubting myself and be like, did I hear this tune somewhere? What if it's a tune that I've just been dormant somewhere in my brain that I heard somewhere like years ago and my brain is passing it out to me as original? Sometimes it's like a, it's like so much stress for me. Yeah, so I could create a tune. I'm very sure it's original. Then three days later, I'm crashing the tune because I'm doubting how original it is. And then <laughs> my mind is like, my mind has a problem. On it, but I'll be fine. Yeah. So that's how my creation process is. I try, I try to write about things I think, I think I know enough about to make art on. And then I try to make, I try to infuse everything I think I can handle into it. And then I try to get an instrument that I know is unique, of course, and then get a studio. Sometimes, most times I travel to record. I don't think I've recorded in Abuja before. Yeah. Most times I travel to record sometimes because I'm, I'm featuring somebody that's in a location. Sometimes it's because I'm more comfortable with a certain producer and stuff like that. So that's how it is for me. So I, I think of something that I think I want to make art about. I write about it. I request for an instrumental. Instrumental comes. I try to make what I've written fit into the instrumental. Most of the instrumental already fits, but just try to sync them together. Try to explore other things I could add in to make it to make it more exciting for me. So it's not just one boring odd Felix thing like that. And then I try to look for a producer I'm comfortable with, even if it requires traveling. I go there, get it done, and you're here on Spotify. So all right um so again i mean i like the fact that because i was going to ask okay so like what kind of rap do you do and all of that but you know you already touched on that talking about you do trap you know minimum rap and you know all of that and um you also you know spoke i mean again as a rapper rappers are supposed to be you know diverse they're not supposed to be stick to one particular subject or one particular topic and i like the fact that you, that's also something you said you do you know, you can look about your family and say, I love my family. Let me talk about it. I, you know, I dropped out of school. Let me talk about it. I'm in love with my boo. Let me talk about it. And which is good. It gives you a lot of wide and variety topics you can flow to. Instead of just saying, oh, I'm all about the booze and the, you know, and the smoke and just that's all I want to rap about. So which is, uh, which is good. Now, 
let's talk about um because i mean right you right when you were introducing yourself at the beginning you did mention that you have um an ep health which is um out for president right so let's talk about that ep can you remember the first song that you recorded on that ep and um just give us like a summary of what the ep was is all about this EP is one of the most stressful things I've done in my life. It would have been less stress if it wasn't an EP. It would have just been one simple release like that. Yeah. So last year I recorded, um, I told you I was talking an EP last year, right? I recorded I and Once For Me and a couple of other stuff that was supposed to be on the EP. I ended up releasing all of them as singles. But along the line, I got uncomfortable with Once For Me. I couldn't listen to it happily. I couldn't listen to it. I felt like I could do more. Yeah. And I also had a couple of friends who who told me the same thing. Yeah. Most of them liked it in a way I did not like it. But even some of them that liked it were like um pointing out things I was uncomfortable with in the song. And so it felt really, really uncomfortable for me. So um the day I released once for me, I remember very well. I made only one post about it. And I'm sure anyone that follows me know that that's not how I do my stuff. When I put out a new song, it's literally in everybody's faces. I post about it everywhere, talk about it every time. It's every, every, everywhere. So it was, so I think that was like a sign to myself that, man, what I did was, I, sh I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be doing this. So initially I was like, I'm going to record this song. I'm going to, I didn't know the exact plan for it. Yeah. So I sent money ahead for a studio session to a producer to record once for me and a couple of other works I thought needed recording at that time, right? And then now the money is with the producer. And after a while, I'm like, should I really record once for me? Should I really record all these songs I think I want to re-record? So I'm like, can you make a beat for me for that amount of money I gave you? <laughs> and the producer is like, sure, cool, no wahala. So he makes this, this beat I love and send over to me. Now that beat became the instrumental for Let Me Speak. Now, I requested for that instrumental because I did not want to collect the money back from the producer anymore. Yeah. I just so I was like, okay, let him just, since I've already paid, let him just make something with it. So he made the instrumental and sent it to me. I love the instrumental, but I didn't know exactly what I was going to use it for. Yeah. And so one day I'm just in the house and the idea for let me speak comes up. So I call um a couple of my friends. I'm like, I have this track. I want all of it to jump on. They are all rappers. Warden is also a member of, of J19. He's a spoken word artist too. Um, JT Danko. Um, we met at FADFM back then. Or was it? Yeah, Fadef, I think FADFM was where we met. We met at FADFM back then. He's still at FADFM. He's an OEP there. And he's a rapper. Um, I just called a couple of my friends together. I'm like, okay, come, let's make this stuff. Or let me go. And so recently, 26 years is coming. And I have a new song, Fight, that I wrote from my dream. <laughs> The, the writing of fights was quite interesting. So I'm sleeping at night and I had this really terrible dream where my niece and my sister died. And in the dream, there's in the dream there's a there's a tune playing in the dream that I can swear on my can swear on my what will I swear on? I can swear on anything, but that tune was so original. And as soon as I woke up, I was like, I'm not losing this tune. I wrote a song to that tune. For the hook, I had to create a new tune, of course, but fight was basically based on the tune I had in my dream. And then I just wrote a song. And then later I was like, I can't sing, so I need a rap verse. So I wrote a rap verse for myself and then hired, and then got Joy 
to come and sing the song, part of the song. Yeah. So I felt like I had enough songs now. I had enough songs. 26 years was there. Um, once for me that I wanted to record was there. Fight on recorded was there. Um, um, which of that song is missing now? Let Me Speak that I just crafted was there. And I, that I feel did not get en enough exposure, I felt like I needed to re-release it. Yeah. So I thought putting it in the EP was going to be a good idea. So um, I got all of this together. Apart from I, I wasn't going to work on I, now. I was working on all the other things. So I, I, I traveled to Calabar for a listening party, not necessarily to record. But while I was there, I was like, if I can get a good studio, why not? I hit up an old producer I'd worked with before Nero, and um, we got to his studio. We got to his studio, we started with the song 26 years. Nero helped rewrite 26 years because he felt the hook could be better. So the hook was, the, um, the, whole, the whole song was already written, but when we got there, he helped change the hook. So the that 26 would probably be my best, was written by Nero, yeah? And then I wrote most of the verses. I co-wrote the hook with him too, by the way. But he helped make that song better. And then that was that. I had to, initially I was supposed to release the EP on my birthday, but the whole EP wasn't ready. So I had to release only 26 years because, well, it was going to be useless releasing 26 years after my birthday. So I released only 26 years and the EP process began to go really slow. And what happened was that I ran out of money. I had, I had my budget for the EP in my account, but along the line, I don't know what happened. My money finished. <laughs> And so at the point I was frustrated, I was like, I'm not doing this EP anymore. Let me just release the, let me just release the other recorded song that's available. I know I'm done with this. So I sent fights out for release. And then after that, a couple of, a couple of days, weeks later, things began to work out again. And I'm like, oh no, I've already sent fights out. I can't take this back. So that's why most of the tracks on the EP were already out before the EP because I'd already like trashed that idea of doing the EP. Like I'd gotten stressed. I wasn't, I was tired of looking for money to make the EP work out. So I was just like, man, let me just release the ones that are ready as singles and rest. So eventually, um, eventually I was able to sort all the other parts out. And about six weeks after the EP was supposed to come out, more than six weeks actually, it actually came out. So it's exciting to know that after all this stress, after everything, the EP itself is finally here. So there are three old entries and two new entries in the EP to make it five songs. So that's, we have five songs on the EP, which is titled um, Odd for President, and um, it can be streamed across all major streaming platforms, right? Yeah, all major streaming platforms. It's also available on all major stores. So if you don't stream it, you can just buy it. And it's also available oh. on social media. So you could use it on your Facebook stories, your Facebook reels, your Instagram reels, your TikTok videos. Now, we've been talking about, you know, your rap music, your flows and all of that. And I feel like it's going to be, you know, a disservice to the Chacha Nation if I don't allow you drop one or two bars. So we are eating the freestyle section right now. And we are going to allow you to, um, let's say some... You know, let's just hear you drop about, you know, 16 bars and let's see how the Chacha Nation feels about that. Um, okay. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, my so blunt. Okay. Something old. I deserve gold or stone and an alchemist. 
I can get shitty, so I'm going to need the toilet. I never made it, but I sound like I did. Anytime I'm on the phone with my pops, I'm in need of more opportunities and more money, more of those who believe in me and more straight homies, more of those who will love me and my music, more time to show you that I'm really going to make it. Tonight I'm going to pray, I'm going to ask for sleep and ask that it doesn't include sleeping on my dreams. That's if I get to pray before I sleep. That's if I'm alive until it's time to sleep. Leave the earth and get gold. Find it and write my name on it. Uh, that's how you prove you know me. Tell me anyone looking for me can find me in your heart. Uh, that's how you give them me a smile. Don't say you know me because I gave you a call. If you did, you'd have my picture on your wall. Tell your kids I'm the kind of guy they want to be like. Make them take a look at it every morning and night. My wish list has your happiness on top of it. I say I love you a lot and those words are legit. My birthday is coming. I got only one wish that you play this song and tell your friends about it. Yo, so Chacha Nation, <laughs> you've heard from the man himself, Odd Felix. Is EP Odd for President is out. So make sure you go stream it on all the streaming platform or even go and buy it in store and support so that you can have money to do another EP for us. Uh, hey, you guys should support him. He's an independent artist. I'm talking about independent artists. Do you want to remain an independent artist or, you know, you are open to, you know, getting signed to a record label? I'm not crazy about getting signed. Yeah, understand. A record label has so many advantages, but it also has so many limitations that I know about. So, um, of course, I think a record label might be instrumental to help my career for a while. So, if I can get a record deal with, um, I can get a record deal that favors me, and I won't last for very long. I might be down for that. But outside of that, I think um. I think I'm enjoying being independent. There's a there's a freedom that comes with being independent, right? Okay, now you know record labels are basically aiming to make money off you. So there are certain things they must do to make money that you must bend to. Except maybe you're lucky to be in a small independent label somewhere and and they have proper funding, yeah. But if you want that big funding, if you want that giant funding, then I know, I, I know a lot of the restrictions, a lot of the disadvantages that come with that eventually. But yeah, I know, I know what record labels can do for me. And if I can get a record deal that is short and that I think is good for me, then I'll jump on it. But okay. outside of that, I think the independence is better for me. Okay, okay. All right. So we've spoken about your music career. You know, you've even done a freestyle for us and all of that. So let's put that aside, you know, Let's just put that aside and let's try and end, um, you know, this whole conversation on something much more, you know, personal, something that has, that does not have to do with music. Like example, like you said, you wanted to be a doctor, right? But jam, did not, jam, jam you. So you were not able to become a doctor anymore. So outside <laughs> music, and outside, <laughs> outside music and outside, you know, spoken word, how would you describe Felix? No, not odd Felix, but Felix. Oh, okay. Felix is this really interesting. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm a very interesting person, first of all. And I think I have I think I have I think I have the best heart I've met so far. I think I'm too kind as a person. I think I'm too I think I'm too lovable if you get to know me in person. Um I love to help people a lot. I think I'm super smart. No, I don't think I'm super smart. I'm very smart and intelligent, yeah. I don't know. I'm very optimistic. I like to see positive things coming up. I like to see positive things. I think I also balance it to be realistic. Sometimes I don't even stress myself because I feel like, yeah, I want to do everything that comes to my mind. 
So um, is this a good idea? Do I think I can make it work? Why not? Let's try. Why not? Let's try. Why not? Let's try. So I also have a lot of fun by curating events, simple, simple events. I create listening parties. I curate listening parties. I, I host hangouts, storytelling hangouts especially. I, I love to hang out. I used to be on radio before, so I love to talk plenty. I, um, that's just me, basically. I'm not, I'm not that complicated in real life. Are you are you like are you like a sport person or you're a movie person? Movie. So mention your your just three your three all-time favorite movies. Titanic. Okay. Game of Thrones, a series. Yeah. Okay. Or, or must, it, must it just be movies? No, 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 no. I mean Titanic, Game of Thrones, okay. huh? Okay, which one will I put that third now? See. Ah. Okay, let's give it to the Matrix. Okay. Okay. Now, in terms of in terms of food, what would you say your best food is? See, my best food is the weirdest thing in the world. So you know boiled yam, right? Yeah, I know boiled yam. Put it in the plate, and then pour granite oil in that plate, and then sprinkle dry pepper and salt on it. If you put poison in that thing, you've killed me. <laughs> <laughs> but this is okay. the reason I've not I've, I've not actually gotten to eating that in the, I've, I've not got, I've not gotten to eat that in a while. Yeah, I don't know. It's because I, I think I've I've just been too busy doing many things. But I've not eaten that in a while. But just I th- I think that might that might just be my favorite. I don't know if that's my favorite, but I know that I'll kill for that thing. Okay, okay. I mean, you've already mentioned that you are a lovable person, right? So it's only safe for me to ask for the female chacha nation that are listening to you right now. That oh, are you single? Are you in a relationship? Are you in a situationship? Or it is God when or like some people who say oh. I'm married to my music. So which one are you among all of them? I'm engaged. <laughs> ah, okay. 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 All right. So um lastly, I'm going to ask you, and this is just going to be um, you know, a quick um game. We are just going to play a quick game. And um, you know, it's just it's just a game, so it's not too it's not too serious. So I'm going to mention um three ce- <clears throat> three celebrities. And those three celebrities, you just pick uh, the one you're going to marry, the one you're going to have a one night stand with, um, the one you're going to, you know, chase away. So that's just going to be, you know, the game. And um, that's just the game. So um, the first name I'll be mentioning is um, Omaomi. The second name I'll be mentioning is Arya Star. And the third person I'll be mentioning is Waji. Okay, first of all, I don't do younger girls. So Arya Star should go back home. Um <laughs> okay. Okay, so now you're sending you're sending Arya Star back to Navy. No, I'm sending her back to Don Jersey. Okay. <laughs> but she's telling my treated her well. I'll I'll cook for her before she goes. So it's not like I won't give her bad treatment. Yeah. So she will eat before she goes, yeah. Um so what you know on me. Okay, this is really hard, but I think I think I'll <laughs> I think, wait, Wajia is um, Wajia is the one that now does um. Okay, no, that's T.Y. Bello. I'm mixing these people up in my head, man. Okay, I'll marry Wajia, and yeah, I would have a one nice night with Mommy. Mm, okay, all right. Um, again, thank you very much for being um, you know, on the podcast, Old Felix. I really, really do um, you know, um, appreciate. Like you said, it's been. A long time coming, over a year, and you are, you know, and you're finally here. Which yeah, so there's something I'm excited about that. That I just like to chip in before I, before we before we wrap up. Okay, okay, go ahead. 
let's just be the first place I said this. So I'm working on an album for 2024, yeah? And um, I'm okay. really excited about the idea of the album because the album is called Buttons and Zips. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, the idea behind the album is that um, things are rough, things are tough, every, a lot of things are scattered, messed up, and people are uncomfortable with them. But there are certain things that keep us together, and these are our buttons and zips. Okay. So yeah. you've heard it here, first time ever. Exclusive. This is this is exclusive news on Chacha Spotlight series. Exclusive. All I said is having is going to be, you know, he's working on an album for 2024 titled Buttons and Zips. So uh you guys, why you enjoy Ultra President, have it in mind that something greater is also uh you know is also coming so um odd felix how can your fans or how can the new fans that you'll be having today how can they connect with you you know on your social media platform please plug in your social media platform so everywhere i am at the odd felix at the odd felix t-h-e-o-d-d-f-e-l-i-x facebook instagram twitter tiktok if you get lost just google odd felix there's a knowledge panel in my name and it has my social media accounts linked there so it's so you can't you can't get lost basically. If you also get lost, go to my link tree, link tree slash the odd Felix. Everything is there. At the bottom of the page, you find my links to every social media platform that exists on it, or that I think exists on it. <laughs> yeah, so you can't get lost if you go through my link tree or if you Google the name. But if you don't want to go through that stress, just search at the odd Felix on any platform and you find me. All right, all right. So with that, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and members of the Chacha Nation, I have come to the end of another episode of the Chacha Spotlight series on your award-winning podcast, Chacha Music Review Podcast. Till I come here with another episode, my name will always be Afis Torova, aka your musical plug creator of the Energy Force. Remember, keep the energy, keep it positive, and keep it 100. Peace out. Yeah, cha 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 time for the cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Rockin' with the best, cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Uh, I like it, I want cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Cha cha gang.